Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. So I'm so excited to uh, be opening a new series that we're uh, starting for the month of June here at church. Uh, Potted or Planted is kind of the general theme around it. And it's breaking free from the confines of our past or our present culture, opinion, all manner of things, breaking free from pots that are around our lives, but more so around our hearts and um, embracing the bigness of life that is found in God's kingdom. And we're all living in a pot of, in some way, shape or form. Pots look like hurt, unforgiveness, offense, failure, disappointment, confusion. And all these things uh, can try and gather themselves around our life and restrict and confine our life. Things, like I said, that have happened in our past can be, be a pot of restriction moving forward. Sometimes our present can feel like a pot. The current season of life that we're in can um, feel restricting or confining and sometimes unescapable. The opinion of others, you're this or you're not that or you should be someone else, is a pot that shrinks our life and, and tries to make us to tries to make us conform to a false version of ourselves. Culture, my goodness, should we start on that one? Culture tries to shape you in to a pot or into a mold of how you should live your life, how your life should look, how you should act, what you should wear, what you should do, what is successful and what is unsuccessful. These are pots that try and confine our life and if they can shrink our lives into a self-centeredness um, that gets stuck living in the smallness of the current reality of our life but God wants us to break these pots and help us break free of these pots that we live in that we may truly thrive and flourish in life growing into the full and complete version that he knows we can be. But it only comes as we intentionally break free from the confines around our lives and allow our lives, and when I'm talking about our lives, I'm talking about our, our hearts, guard your heart because from it flows all that you do. But sometimes in the guarding of our heart, we isolate it and insulate it and harden it that's not what he's saying, guard your heart. He's just saying, don't be dumb with your heart. Don't give it away um, to things that should never have it. And as we, as we deal with the issues in our heart, as you deal with the issues in your heart, you will find a flourishing and a thriving coming to life that you could only have ever imagined. And so part of what we're talking about this morning is breaking free from the pot of failure. And I want you to leave church this morning knowing that failure is not fatal. You may have failed, but you're not a failure. You may have done things that make you feel like a failure, but your feelings are bad friends. Sometimes the feelings we keep are the worst company we could possibly keep. I feel like a failure, but you're not a failure. And I want you to leave church this morning knowing that failure is not fatal. Failure is actually the evidence that you're having to go. You're having an attempt. You're doing the best you can. You're not just stationary and idle in life, but at least you've had a crack. Richard Branson said, if you fall on your face, at least you're moving forwards. 
better than falling on your backside, moving backwards. It's like just fall on your face, moving forwards, moving in the, the right direction. Failure is not fatal. In fact, um, in Micah it says this, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And my heart for you this morning is that you may be here this morning and you may, be, you may feel like the enemy is gloating over you. You may feel like the past is gloating over you. Your mistakes are gloating over you. Your failures are gloating over you. The things you haven't done are gloating over you. And the things that you have done that you wish you hadn't done, they're gloating over you. Sounds like there's a symphony around your life gloating over you for what you have or hadn't or shouldn't have done. But this is the word of the Lord to you. Although the enemy may gloat over your life, this morning is the day that you rise. That although you may have fallen, today is the day you get back up and walk out of church, walk out of the presence of God, renewed, rebuilt, restored. For even though every one of us has fallen, we shall rise again. This is God's promise to our lives that even though we may sit in darkness, God will be our light. Proverbs says that the righteous will stumble seven times, but they'll rise eight times. That even though they stumble, even though we trip up, even though we, we muck it up, we just get back up again. That is the mark of a righteous person. The fact that you're in church this morning is the mark of a righteous person because you got back up when you wanted to stay down. You got back up when you tripped. You got back up when you blew it. You got back up when things didn't work out out like you thought they would. You got back up and you got back to the presence of God. You got back to the well. You got back to the cross. You got back to the presence. You got back to the throne. Because even though the righteous stumble, they get up again. So the mark of getting up is the mark of righteousness, not sitting and wallowing in self-pity and self-despair, but rising up, not in self-righteousness, but in Christ's righteousness, as Paul said, if, if I'm going to boast about anything, I'm going to boast about the strength I have in Christ Jesus. If I, I will boast all the more of my weaknesses because it is in my weaknesses that the power of Christ is revealed. So I will boast all the more in my weaknesses and therefore I'm boasting all the more in Christ's strength. I will not boast about my ability, about my talent, about my skill. I will boast about the brokenness in my, in my life where the evidence of Jesus Christ is seen. Because I stumbled, but by God's grace, I stood back up. I failed, but God's grace, but by God's grace, my failure was not fatal. My failure was a learning moment. My failure was a stepping stone. My failure was a growth moment. You're going to break the pot of failure off your life this morning in Jesus Christ's name. Christ Jesus' name. Don't live in the pot of failure. Don't live with failure shrinking your life, regret shrinking your life. Because failure isolates us. Failure draws us away from the pack. Failure draws us away from the, the flock. And in fact, the Proverbs also say that the fool isolates and rages against wise counsel. And don't let failure or the fear of failure isolate you or draw you away. Break your heart open. Break the pot open and say, hey, I've failed and I, I might, you might need help by someone else to get back to your feet. 
That's where the body comes alive. That's where we, we're doing the journey comes alive. That's where being planted together comes alive. Each part supporting the part next to it. Each ligament and bone and, and muscle binding the, the body together. And we're going to break, through, break free from the pot of failure this morning. Because even though I've fallen, I will rise. Even though it hasn't worked out the way I thought it would, I will rise. Even though I've done some dumb stuff, I will rise. Even though it's different to how I thought it would be, I will rise. I'll refuse to sit down and stay stationary. I will rise. Even though things all around my life are telling me to stay down, telling me to quit, telling me to give up, telling me that you're not the person for the job, I choose to listen to another voice that tells me I will rise because my miracle is in the making. God is a God of process, not a God of product. And that He's more interested in the goings on in my life than the product that I can produce. He's more interested in getting in to the nitty gritty of my heart and allowing the supernatural process to take place than He is just using my life to push a product. Because the gospel is not a message, the gospel is a person. The gospel is you. And you need to bear the evidence. We all need to bear the evidence, not of this perfect Christian life all up tight and out of sight. But the gospel message of Jesus Christ that says, see the holes in my hands, see the wounds in my feet, see the wounds in my side, see the redemption in my life. I'm not that different from you. To that person who's sitting on the sidelines of life, I'm not that different from you. Help, I'll help you rise up again. Though the righteous stumble, they will rise. Though my enemies gloat over me, surely I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. He will bring me out into the light and I will see His righteousness. God is a good and a faithful God, church. So we're going to dive into this a little bit this morning. We're going to go to Psalms 94. It says this, that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in their old age, in Jesus' name. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. I said in the, former, the previous service that God is like glad wrap. He keeps you fresh. Had this old television ad when I was a kid, and I was reflecting on it the other day. I was like, it's the most stupid ad, but it was on TV, and I believed it. These guys went scuba diving to the bottom of the ocean, and they found a chili bin, like an esky, and brought it to the surface. And wow, lo and behold, there's vegetables in there wrapped in glad wrap, and they were still fresh. I was like, this is absolute nonsense. But God is like glad wrap. He keeps you fresh no matter what you're going through. You may even be down. You may be covered over. You may even feel like you're at the bottom of the ocean. But if you're there with God in your life, when you come up, you're going to come up fresh. When you come out, you're going to come out fresh. When you get re-revealed, you're still going to be fresh. You're not going to be dry. You're not going to be out of date. You're not going to be past the calling. You're not going to have missed it out because God is the God who keeps things fresh. 
that the, the, the righteous will flourish like a palm, like a cedar planted. They will flourish in God's court. They will bear fruit. They will stay fresh. All of these word pictures are about trees. The image that God has given us is of a tree that is not living in a pot plant. You can't grow a cedar in a pot. In a pot. It's one of the mightiest, straightest, truest trees that will grow. It cannot grow in a pot. You can't grow a palm tree in a pot. You go over to the tropical islands, there's these palm trees. They lean way out over the beach like big bent things. You can't sustain that living in a pot. You'll topple over. You'll get out of balance. They bear fruit. In season, they stay fresh and they stay green. We're in a season now where most green trees are dying or looking like they're dying. But he's saying freshness and greenness, it it keeps us alive. It keeps us supple. It keeps us fresh. It keeps us able to, to move and bend with the winds and the seasons of life. The flexible people aren't bent out of shape. It gives us the ability to to flow with life, to move with life, to absorb some of the the impact of life. Because it keeps us flat. We don't snap and we don't break. We're not so, so rigid that, you know, when things hit up against us, we snap and fall apart. There's flexibility, there's suppleness that remains to those who are planted in the house of the Lord. And God is wanting Christians and believers to be, to be planted with not church attendance, but their hearts to be planted in God's kingdom. Their, their heart, not, not, I'm not talking about a physical, like, yeah, I'm just going to stay stationary long enough uh, for God to do His thing. And you, can, you, can, you can stay still for a long, long time, but if you, the, the posture of your heart is not shifted, if the if the your heart is not is not torn open, you will find that staying stationary in five years time you're just the same, but you're five years older. That's a sad moment to arrive at because time doesn't change. Time cements. Time doesn't change. Time cements. The problem you had in your twenties won't evaporate in your thirties. It'll become more harder to get rid of. And the problem you have in your 30s and your 40s will be even harder. And the problem that you had in your 40s and your 50s, you'll hardly be able to distinguish it from yourself. Because time doesn't change. It's cement. Simply wishing something away that when, this, when a season changes or, or when I get through this or when the kids have left home or when the mortgage is paid off or, or when I've dealt with the, like, Today's the day. This is the day for change. This is the day for breakthrough. This is the day for the pot to break, for something to shift over your life. Because as long as that tree stays planted in that pot, as long as that heart stays withdrawn and retracted and removed from God's presence and His healing love, nothing changes. But His love, when it is poured into our heart, brings freshness back, brings fruitfulness back, brings suppleness back, brings that that steadfastness back to the believer's heart. The righteous flourish like a palm tree. They grow like a cedar. Our world is facing deforestation. Morals, culture, Christians, 
And as, the, as we, uh, as people withdraw from the Word of God, as we withdraw from the presence and withdraw from the love of God, this is the similar effects to actual deforestation. Rivers that were once running with, teeming with life, deep, with clean water, as trees are removed, the riverbed rises, the riverbanks broaden, the water murkies, and the life slowly begins to die in that river. And the world needs you to be a flourishing Christian. The world needs you to be a person whose heart is planted into God and flourishing in life because it brings stability to the world around you. Trees that are planted into the soil, not in pots, they stabilize riverbanks. They stabilize societies. They stabilize marriages. They stabilize families. They stabilize workplaces. When we allow our, you know, God into that place in our heart, it plants us authentically into places, authentically into relationships. When our hearts can be vulnerable, we allow other people to engage with our lives. We allow this entwining and intermingling of our lives, not just two pots doing life next to one another, but a, but a cross-pollination. Uh, you know, under the surface, there's a deep connection that holds us all together. And our world is needing Christians to be planted and, th and thriving and flourishing in life because it's the very thing that is going to maintain our humanity and redeem our humanity. Not Christians living in pots, not Christians living in isolations, not Christians living with hearts that are shut off and withdrawn out of self-preservation, but believers who are willing to have the pots and the, the hardness broken off their hearts that we may fully engage with the world that is around us. So we may be genuinely invested in relationships without fear of being hurt or without fear of being rejected or fear of you know, being used, but God is, is keeping our hearts soft and supple and it actually enables us to engage with the world around us and re-bring stability to us. And the world is constantly trading in for the real, for the synthetic. We're cutting down trees to make plastic water bottles. We're trading in relationship for social media. We're trading in, you know, um, conflict for gossip. Rather than fronting up with someone and having the conversation, we talk, talk to everyone else about it. We're trading in the, the authentic for the synthetic. And God is wanting freshness to come back, realness to come back. Even into the church, we, we, we can, you know, we've got to be careful that we're not trading the, the, the experience for the encounter. The experience of church is there to serve the encounter in church. We can't trade the, the, you know, the genuine for the synthetic, and it just leads to a watering down. It leads to a murking of the water. It leads to a destabilizing of the riverbanks, and it leads to a suffocating of genuine life. Our world needs you to flourish. Our world needs you to grow. Our world needs you to bear fruit. Our world needs you to stay fresh. Our world needs you to proclaim God's goodness. And, a, and the to proclaim, we must first experience. Proclamation is not the sharing of knowledge. Proclamation is the sharing of experience. And that's how Psalm 92 ends. They will proclaim the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no wicked in him. They would have experienced him. 
and therefore be able to stand in a place to witness and testify about the goodness of God. Proclamation is driven by experience. We experience God in our hearts. Not in our thinking, but we know Him in our hearts. We experience God in our hearts. And to proclaim, we must first experience. And to experience, we must open our hearts to allow God's love to pour into our lives. That would experience his restoration, would experience his forgiveness, would experience that even though I've stumbled seven times, I can rise on the eighth time. That even though my enemies gloat over me, I will, I will still rise and I will proclaim that God never left me, God never forsook me, that he was with me even in the dark place. The light of Christ sought me out and he found me. Psalm 34 tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good, to experience God, to then know that He is good. Knowing in the Bible is never through knowledge, it's always through experience. Whenever you read to know something, it is to understand it through, the, through experience. It's not to read about it and be like, yeah, I get it, God forgave me. No, no, no. It's about to have, about having the revelation of, yeah, I'm a sinner. Christ died for me. God's love has been poured into my life. And now I can stand, not perfect, but free and forgiven in Jesus' name. But we experience God. And when we experience Him, we have something to proclaim about. So my heart for you over this next month is to help us dismantle the pots around our lives, help us to, to step out of that thing that maybe we think has even been keeping us safe or secure. Maybe we think it's just like a, a self-preservation thing around our life. This is the safest place for me. But helping you to, to step out of it, to, to break it down and to allow your heart and to your life to be fully invested, to be fully planted, to, to be fully sown into God's love, to be fully immersed in who God is and allowing you know, the osmosis to take place, the, the transferring of, of one to another, the absorption of God's goodness into our life. My heart for you over this month is that, that you would flourish like a tree, you would grow like a cedar, that you'd still bear fruit in your old age, that you would stay fresh and green, that you would have a proclamation at the end of this month about God's goodness, about God's grace, about God's freedom, about I was stuck in the pot of failure, but I stepped out. I was sitting down, but I stood up. I had stumbled, but I rose again. And as I rose, as I stepped out, I found I was stepping out into God's grace, into God's strength, into God's ability. Psalm 23 ends with this, surely goodness and love will follow me. Well, where had it followed him? It had followed him through the valley. It had followed the psalmist through the darkest time of his life. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, etc., 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 ending. Surely, goodness and love will follow me. Through the dark time, through the trying time, through the testing time, He will never leave you nor forsake you. Maybe the th thing God's asking you to break open or break free 
is going to be the thing that actually lets the goodness and love flow into your life. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.